Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. Uh, today we have Coach Drew Ambrose, uh, the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at uh, Franklin High School in Wisconsin with us. Coach, how you doing? Doing well, Nick. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good, Coach. Doing good. It was good chit-chatting with you before we started. Um, I kind of want to get into, first before we get into quarterback play stuff today, because uh, part of the reason why I wanted you on is you started, and it's going to be in the bio as well, the Wisconsin kind of Football Coach Association uh, Zoom clinics that you can find on, I think, through the football tool chest, right? Yeah, it's on there too. Or if, you, if you're following me on Twitter, it's linked in my in my bio in there as well. So there's that option as well. I mean, what, what, I mean just out of curiosity, what, what was kind of the motivation for that and kind of how has that gone for you? <clears throat> well, the motivation was um, – I guess we were quarantined at home and I was like <laughs> bored out of my mind <laughs> and uh, just reached out to some guys about wanting to, see, you know, say, Hey, you want to get on, get on a zoom and talk some football. Cause we, I had just come off of yeah, literally like the, the two weekends right prior to that. Okay. I was at two glazer, I was at glazer clinic in Nashville and glazer clinic, clinic in Chicago, you know, so you spend two weeks straight, like talking ball, you know, presenting and doing all this stuff. And then, like the, the Chicago clinic ended on a Sunday that Friday, like everything shut down. Right. So you're, you're five days out. Like you're still in that mode of like wanting to talk ball and like learning <laughs> and sharing stuff. And I was like, Oh, this sucks. You know? So like I probably about a week after that, I reached out to my one, my buddy, Justin gum, who's another coach here in, in the Milwaukee area. Cause we would get together and talk ball pretty regularly. Um, but we would do it in person. Yeah. obviously and i was like hey what do you what do you think you want to like you want to hop on a zoom like i'll send a thing out on twitter just see if anybody else wants to join us you know we can just kind of just shoot the breeze and just keep talking like we were at the clinic because we had i'm not sure you everybody knows like you go to a glacier clinic what's like the one you know everybody you're up until 3 a.m in somebody's hotel room <laughs> drawing stuff on the mirror and drinking you know and yeah. all that stuff so you know it's like that, that you know kind of what my thought was like this was going to be and I put it out on Twitter um, and like the, the response was like overwhelming, right? Like I, yeah. I did not expect, you know, I put this thing out and then it's all of a sudden, like, you know, I, I think at the time I probably had like 300 followers on Twitter. Like it was nothing, you know? And it's like all of a sudden, like this thing has been shared like hundred times or whatever. And, and we're getting like texts from college coaches like, Hey, we want to be a part of it. You know, like coaches at Whitewater, Pete Jennings at Whitewater, you know, we're pretty close with them. Like they're just right down the road from us. So I, you know, we talked to Pete all the time and he's like, yeah, I'm in like, let's do it. You know? And then Justin reached out to like David Braun, who's the DC at North Dakota state. You know, yeah. I mean, they're playing right now, actually. Um, now he's like, yeah, I'll come on do something like Ted from uh, the OC at South Dakota. He's in, we get all these guys and it just kind of blew up. <laughs> like, like I said, you know, it was just kind of my initial thought was let's just, get on a call, just talk football and just, you know, share some ideas. And then it became this, like, you know, I think everybody was in the same boat. We're like, what do we do? You know, like we, we can't yeah. do anything. We're all at home. Like, Hey, let's get on and just talk ball. Like we all love doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like being at a, you know, I guess like a glazier clinic on your computer, you know, you're all in person or, or I guess in person, um, you know, being able to do whatever you want, you know, talk, whatever we wanted. And the thing was, it, it kind of came to like, okay, well, you know, format wise, we started talking and I'm like, well, how long do we give guys? Like, we want to like, have it just be a Q and A. And I'm like, well, that, that could get overwhelming with so many guys. And finally we settled on like, well, let's just do like a quick presentation that takes 
And we said like, oh, we want like 10, 20 minutes. And then we settled on 15 originally. So I think the first time we did it, we had 10 guys present and they all went for like 15 minutes and it went from there. And we did that uh, 11 times from like March through the summer. And then obviously like we played in the fall. So we kicked our season off in August and then I just started it up again last month. So, and at some point along the way, I don't, I don't remember exactly when it was, but the coaches association reached out to me and they're like, Oh, it's great. Like we thought about stealing your idea, but we realized we're probably not going to be able to get all the guys that you're getting. So you willing to team up. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's cool. Like I, you know, like I said, I probably started with, 300 Twitter followers and now I'm like well over you know I've added a, a thousand more since then and you know my you know constantly getting calls and texts <laughs> from guys you know just want to talk ball and it, it's been cool man like the <laughs> you know I've been able to like some of the college guys like hey we're doing like you know like just one-to-one zooms with some of these guys like Pete Thomas is now that he's a QB coach at Louisville you know like I've yeah. gotten to know him really well you know, like we we zoom and we talk wide zone and we talk QB stuff and yeah. So it's been really cool. I think just the you know the connections that I've made through it have been probably the best part, even better than like all the scheme stuff that I've learned. So, well, that's fantastic, coach. Like seriously, and and kind of I mean, you mentioned wide zone stuff there. What is your kind of like before we get into the quarterback stuff? What does kind of your base offense kind of look like for people who don't know uh, Franklin High School football? Yeah. So. Um, I think, well, as some background, um, I think Franklin, this is much prior to me coming to Franklin, but they were probably one of the first high schools in the state of Wisconsin to really make the transition to the spread. And this is probably back like right around the turn of the century, like, you know, early 2000s. So the, they had a guy moved to the area, his name was Jesse Miller, who he was, um, he was a student assistant at Bowling Green when Urban Meyer was the head coach there. Um, and he you know, obviously learned Urban Meyer's offense, right? And then he moved back. So he's from, originally from Wisconsin, moved back here um, with his wife. Uh, I don't think they had any kids at the time. Um, moved to Franklin. They actually, they live like right across the street from, from school. Um, and he came in, put in the spread. And I think back then, like, you know, they were kind of the only, you know, the only offense like that around, right? So nobody knew how to defend it yet. And they ended up winning, they won the state title in 2006 and, and it's been pretty much ever since then been the program has been, you know, I, I would say like a top tier, probably top five in the entire state ever since then. Um, but we, you know, we still are very similar to that, like spread. Um, I'd say we're the past couple of years, we've been more of 11 and even 12 personnel um, more, you know, we're a very heavy zone running team, you know, inside outside zone. Um, we do a lot of the insert zone stuff. We don't, we're not a huge gap scheme team. We run some counter GT, um, but like the zone insert is really more so like our, you know, quote unquote yeah. gap scheme that we run, you know, ISO and wham and, and all that stuff. Um, but we, you know, we throw the ball quite a bit um, right now. I know we talked to them, they were talking, chatting beforehand, our quarterback just committed to Wisconsin, right? So we have a really good quarterback. Um, so we've had a lot of success with that, but, and actually throughout, you know, kind of that whole period from when Jesse came to Franklin. So in, in since 2000, right. So in 20 years, five, we've had five kids be all, all state quarterback. So out of 20, we've had five of them. So that's, you know, we are talking 25% yeah. of the all state quarterbacks this century have come from our school. So, and, and that's, you know, par- partially, obviously like one, we have a really good youth program that totally buys into what we do. 
Um, and two, you know, those kids are running our stuff from their in second grade all the way, yeah. all the way up. So they learn that. Right. And, you know, we do a youth camp and stuff with them every year. We, you know, we work with some of those kids and the, and the dads or the, you know, whoever's coaching the team to, to make sure that they know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, passing wise, like we're pretty diverse. Um, we're a big three verticals team. So I know like everybody runs four verts. We actually run three verts. That's probably our best play. Um, we see a ton of too high, too high safety stuff up here. So we, we've seen, I'd say in our league, we, we're starting to see kind of a shift now. Like I know we were talking kind of about the three, three stuff before, like the, we're pretty close. I mean, Iowa state is, you know, you can be to Ames in like four hours from here. Right. So a lot of guys from Wisconsin have made that trek down to, <laughs> to see what, the, what they're doing over there. And we, we've started seeing a lot of that trickling in. Yeah. So we've got two teams in our league that have like, just come out and run it against us that, that defense. And then we had one, another team this year, you can see kind of the progression, like from the front to the back, right? Like they, they switched to like the Oki front. They're walking like that Jack guy off into the yeah. boundary a lot. And then they're moving the safeties around a lot. So we're starting to see a lot more of that. So that's kind of been a big part of my off season this year to, to figure that out. But um, yeah, I mean, so if I was going to describe us, I'd say like, I'd say like if you've seen the Steve Sarkeesian clinic, you know, that one yeah. that's been like popping around uh, online, like, you know, kind of his explanation of how they are like, okay, we're, we're an RPO team, you know, ours is pretty much 100% off his zone inside zone. Right. Yeah. Um, and then if you're going to take that away, we go to like play action. We're a big deep crossing team. You know, we run mesh off of that. If you want to play man, we run three verts, like I said, but we're, we're pretty diverse in what we do in the past game. Run game is pretty simple. Um, okay. Fortunately, we've had two last two years. We've had two division one tight ends in a That's row. Nice. Um, which yeah is you know that I, I can say like if you have that like that makes life <laughs> makes life a lot of fun <laughs> for you right because you can do a lot of things with those guys I mean we would line up and you know anything from 22 personnel all the way to five wide uh, yeah. we line up you know I guess you'd call it like what zero two personnel oh, you know yeah, two whatever, tight end yeah. empty you know so we were going like you know like we call it ace empty, you know, so two tight ends, three receivers on the field and we're going, you know, three on ones, you know, two attached tight ends, you know, with trips and I guess, you know, technically tight end trips plus then like, you know, like a pro flanker on the other side or we'd even go like nub quads or two, two tight end quads, which that's some fun stuff to do. And I, I think that you could see when we busted that out, the defense kid like, Oh, holy shit. Like how do we line up to this? So that's been a lot of fun. Um, but we, yeah, we, I'd say we're probably on this state, like it's definitely made the transition to more spread based, but obviously with the weather here, you know, I was showing you outside, there's still you know, snow out here right now, but there's still a lot of like, you know, power teams that, you know, they want to stick around in wing T like the team that's won the state championship here the last three years is wing T. Right. So that's still alive and well up here, but um, I mean, we probably throw it around more than any, well, I shouldn't say more than anybody. There's some smaller schools that really chuck it around too, but yeah, we throw the ball quite a bit. Um, and luckily, like I said, we've had good quarterbacks, so that helps. Now, I, I, I'm kind of curious because I've been asking about every offensive coach this as I've kind of been doing this the past couple weeks. Um, do you track, like, explosive plays or any other specific data points as the season goes along um, to kind of see or and have goals related to that? Yeah, I track it. Um, so we have a whole, like, thing that we use. I could actually show it to you here probably. Um, 
we have like a whole doc that I, that I do. Let me see if I can pull it up. It's just like we we call it like our. I don't yeah. even know how to explain it. Like, just like I won't want to call it like necessarily goals. Like I call it like a production and efficiency tracker. Oh, so yeah. like we we would go um, for the most part like, and this doesn't include explosive plays, but so. So this right here, like, you know, we go through like how many, and I'll say this, like, this is not something that I totally created. Like this, I actually stole from Steve Lowe, who's the, the OC out at St. John Bosco, who's another really okay. great guy to talk QB and offensive stuff with. Um, so we track, you know, how many first downs we have per drive just to make, you know, that the thought behind that is just, okay, how well are we moving the ball every time we get it? Turnovers is obviously a big deal. Cause you know, if you don't win the turnover battle, you're probably not going to win the game. Um, do we score when we were getting the red zone and then the 12% rule, which I think the first guy I ever saw talk about this was like Noel Mazzoni, who was at the time I saw him at a glazier clinic, like back in the day, I think he was the OC at like Arizona state or something at the time, or maybe UCLA, but I heard him talk about this and I know Steve used it and I was like, Oh, that's, that's a good, you know, good thing. So it's, it's nice. Like, you know, we can just plug in like, okay, whatever you have 12 drives and now you get you know, whatever, 20 first downs and it automatically populates and then it goes and it keeps us a whole season oh, yeah. like this. We do that. And then we, we keep track of efficiency too. So, you know, how well do we do on, on each down and distance and that kind of stuff. And then as far as the explosive play stuff goes, um, we do use, um, uh, like I mentioned, I, I think it was you that I replied to on yeah. Twitter that like, you know, I, I had Kevin Kelly on my they know the clinic and he, he mentioned his big yeah. thing is he tries to shoot for 20 yard plays, but like he's found that that's the biggest thing. Um, I think that's good. And I think that's probably what I'm going to start going to after hearing what his explanation was for that. Yeah. But what I did before was we went with, um, we went with 18 yard passes and 12 yard runs is what we used in the past. Yeah. But I like the idea of just 20 yard plays in general. I think that makes it a lot easier because yeah. I think the 12 and 18 came from, I think I got that from like a college coach at some yeah. point. And obviously they're, you know, the level is different, right? Like how do you, well, that's, that's one thing I've really been looking at this it. off season. Cause I, that's part of why I asked that question. And the, the, the general before that was like 12 and 16. And that seemed to be the most response back as well. Maybe 12. Yeah. Maybe it was 12 and 16. Yeah. Maybe I'm what, thinking what, the wrong I mean, one. Yeah. Everybody's a little <clears throat> different on theirs. And I've asked college coaches and pro coaches, like everybody's a little different. And so I've been, lo I've been looking a lot at like big 10 stats so far, I haven't got to any, really any of the other ones, but from this past season and seeing if there's some sort of correlation with that is do explosive plays lead more to more wins and all that. And I'm still sifting through that data and whether if that's, and one thing I'm noticing is I, I think that's a big part of it, but I think what's art, what might be bigger and I'll know as I dive through this more this weekend is, is I, I almost would argue turnovers and penalties are more important than that based off like as I'm, as I'm going literally I'm going like play by play down mm -hmm. the down these box scores and it's like and you know you just kind of subtly notice like those are the things that either kill drives or extend drives more than a 23 yard run because yep. <laughs> after that because you yeah you get first down on a 23 yard run <laughs> but then you can now throw two incompletes and throw a six yard pass at the punt so yeah, I don't exactly. know. Like I said, I'll, yeah. I'll know when I, I break more of the data down. But like I said, that's the yeah, reason no, why I've been yeah. asking. 
Yeah, I agree. I think like, yeah, if you, if you can avoid turnovers and penalties, I think you're going to have a good shot to win regardless of, you know, how the quality of the team you're playing against. Cause I, I, that, and that's the other thing, like it, the better the team you're playing against, the more costly those things are yeah. right? too. So, I mean that, you know, we've had that happen to us before. Like we played and actually some of the clips I'll show you here at some point, like our, our first game from the 2019 season, we actually, we lost uh 34, 31 and our quarterback threw two pick sixes in the first quarter. Right. We ended up only losing by three, but you go back and you look at that game, the turnovers, and we had a couple penalties early on. But then once you get past through the fir- first quarter, and then we were starting to hit a lot more explosive plays. I mean, that was, you know, we outscored them from that point, I think like 31 to, you know, like 17 or something. Um, and, and the turnovers and stuff started going the other way. So yeah, hundred percent agree. I think those, those three things are probably at least at the high school level, I would say probably the most important things that you're going to, try to track yeah i mean that's and and like i said the the other problem is offensive explosiveness is so subjective on what it is i mean i mean like 20 yards is it 10 for everything is it 12 and 16 is it like that's like what is the magic number but oh well Mm -hmm. um what what are you guys allowed to do in the off season in wisconsin with your kids because every every it, it doesn't matter the state every state's different and on the wide range of like text, like the st- most of the South gets spring ball. We, we get this weird seven man rule. Other States get absolutely no contact with their kids outside lifting. Like what are you guys actually allowed to do in the off season? Yeah. So we, we get, um, we can obviously like the, the weight room and lifting, you know, that doesn't count against yeah. us at all. But we, as far as like off season goes in like days and practices, we get five days in the off season where we can practice. And that has to be from the time, school is out so you know for us like let's say june 5th or whatever we're out of school through you know, our season i think this year starts on august 3rd you have to use them within that window right there okay <clears throat> so we can't do it in spring you can't do it while you're still in you know this the school year if you've already played a season you can't you can't practice you gotta wait till the school year is over with um and then we have now like time limits on how much time we can even practice within that like you can only go I forget exactly what the numbers are for the minutes, but they have two different like things you can do. Like one is you can go like, you can have one like three hour or maybe it was like two and a half hour practice, but that's it. Or you could do two 90 minute practices in a day, but you have to have them separated by at least 30 minutes. Okay. And it's just a weird, like, so at the end of the day, like to me, I remember when they, they first came out with this, we're like, well, why wouldn't we just do the two 90 minutes? Cause that's more time every day. Right. Like that's, you know, ends up being more that much more. It's a half hour more than if you did the two and a half hour one. But yeah, so we do the, the five days, which is crazy in my mind because like we're, I mean, I can be in Illinois in a half hour from here, right? And they get 25 <laughs> or 20, yeah, 24, 25. So we don't get a lot of time in the off season with them, you know? So like the QB stuff, you know, like we, when we talk about that, like our guys don't get, you know, other than me, like sending them stuff on Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> or they work out with their private coach that they that they yeah. see. Um, you know, they're not getting a lot of a lot of stuff from us. Um, I mean, we can do like what I do. I make like video installs and put them on Huddle. Um, you know, along with our playbook, so that they can watch those. But that's about it, man. We get we're pretty limited up here. Um, and I know we've had you know some guys like try to get that changed, and there's been a lot of pushback from. I think a lot of it is kind of the 
you know, I don't want to sound like a dick saying this, but like the older generation, I think yeah. there's a lot more pushback from those guys. Like they enjoy their, you know, going up north and fishing all summer, which I get it. But, you know, for us guys down, you know, living in the city here, it's kind of like, oh, I, I wouldn't mind going and practicing a little bit more. So <laughs> now, I mean, what, what are those? How, how long do you typically make those video installs for your kids? And is that just for your quarterbacks or is that for everybody in your offense or do you have them broken up by like groups? Yeah, so I, I typically do it by like in the past game, I try to do one for each concept. So we, we really carry. I mean, we don't carry a ton of concepts like throughout the entirety of the season, right? Like when we yeah. go to like our, our install, there's seven pass concepts that we have, right? And, you know, they have a bunch of different variations and tags and things like that. So I try to do one video for each concept like that. I will do screens all together because our screens are relatively similar. Um, we do, I'll do run ones individually. So inside zone and then with all the tags that would be together outside zone with anything we do off of that would be together counter and then draw so there'd be four runs seven pass the screens the rpo one i try to do um as its own that can get a little dicey because of the way that we do we're a big like one word call team especially in like the rpo game um and then we have like I call them auxiliary pass concepts, things that we know we're going to use at some point, but they're very situational. So I'll put those into another one with just a brief description, but I try to keep them short. Like I'd say probably at most like 15 minutes or so. So I try to get, like we have playbook pages. I put those into the presentation and then I try to find clips either of us or, you know, yeah. college teams running the concept and put it in there so that they can see what it looks like. But that's been pretty pretty good for us at least like our kids you know over the summer because and with only five days they're not gonna get so much like they could go on there and look at it right now if they wanted to and you know if they go like we just had a new uh, there's like a private sports complex uh just out here on the west side of town and they just put in a brand new 110 yard indoor facility so our we've got some kids that are going to that and they're doing captain's practices over there so they can go out and all right you got all the stuff look at the videos take the playbook and go to it guys Okay. And then um, with that shortened time, how, how do you focus on developing your quarterbacks? Where do you start every year and what does that process start to look like in terms of drill work and fundamentals? Yeah. So yeah, that, that is a tough, you know, kind of the big uh, dilemma that I always find myself in because uh, again, it, it I think a it depends a lot on the different kids that you have right and their their age and how long they've been with you you know like for instance like for us right now we have our quarterback that's going to be senior like i said is committed to wisconsin you know he's you know i i could probably never do any like technical fundamental mechanics work with him and he'd be just fine the whole year right but then your younger guys um you know trying to find like the happy medium of how much of that stuff to do with them especially early on in the season like for instance, our backup quarterback who's going to be a junior is a big baseball player, right? So, like, baseball players tend to have, like, a couple of, like, little hiccups in their motion when they come back after baseball season, right? Like, he tends to overstride, right? He likes to dip his arm down too low sometimes, right? Like, those kinds of things. So, we, we got to work on those at the beginning of the season. But then, really, as we move on, you know, further into the season, that stuff gets less and less. Like, we're fortunate, like – the, the way that our practices are structured like so we do we warm up in our, our position groups right we don't do a full team warm up yeah. at practice right so we we're just like the quarterbacks we have like the 
the southwestern end zone or corner of the end zone, like, and up to like the 25 yard line, up to like the hash, like that's our area, right? So we do stuff in there for warmups. And that's really when, and that's like a 12 minute period at the beginning of practice, right? So you can do whatever you want. Like every position is doing their own thing. You know, the linebackers over there jumping over the agiles, you know, like linebackers do. Um, and we usually go through at that point, like we do our warm up, um, which is pretty quick, nothing crazy. We go through our drops really quick just to make sure that we're, you know, good on those. Cause some weeks, you know, we'll, we'll talk about like, oh, maybe we want to use this drop a little more this week. Cause we teach a, quite a few of those um, and different variations for them. But, uh, and then beyond that, like special teams comes next or, or I shouldn't say special teams, specialists period. So they come in next. Um, and that's another like eight minutes that we can steal because none of the quarterbacks are on special teams. So that sometimes we'll do it earlier in the season. We'll do more technical stuff in that point, you know, as far as, throwing motion or feet and that kind of stuff. But our indie periods during practice are, are almost exclusively used to work on, you know, pocket movement, avoiding pressure, different moves to get out of the pocket, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's like, and, and I know, like I, I was just, I was DMing with Sean McAvoy. He's a quarterback guy on Twitter the other day because he had Will Hewlett on his new podcast and he was looking for questions. And I was like, oh, one I always want to know is, okay, how much do you do? How much technical stuff would he do? You know, because I always wrestle with that. You know, like, uh, like you know, our backup quarterback could probably use time, but, like, uh, we need to do stuff that yeah. is going to help us win games, right? Like, I can't sit here and, like, that's the thing is, like, as the coordinator and the quarterback coach, it, it's, uh, it's tough sometimes to balance that out between, like, okay, I know this kid has skills he needs to improve on. But we also have to practice things that are going to help us win, right? Like, yeah. and me just telling a kid just to stand static and, okay, get your elbow up over the top or fire the wrist more. Like, that's not going to do the team any good at, in November when we're in round three of the playoffs, right? So, Well, that's that's when I, when I talked to G.A. Mangus, the XFL OC, former uh, South Carolina offense coordinator. He, I mean, this doesn't really help you because, you, unfortunately, you get stuck with no, no offseason. But his big thing is is like spring and off season is when to work on the technical and fundamentals, because he mm-hmm. does he doesn't want to stress his quarterbacks out during the season, and have them yep. try to overdo something or worry about something like that. It's it's we need to worry about footwork and um, kind of day to day stuff, not his throwing motion. So I mean that's a little harder for you because yep. you get five days in June and July essentially and. But I mean, yeah. that that was hit oh, and that's a question I've had too. Is like, I mean, obviously we we can do a little bit more in our off season than you can. Um, but how much? What that was the point of too much and overstressing, and was the point of just let him? He he's got a gift there. Just kind of let him do it and figure it out because yeah. you can yeah, ruin a, big, a kid. Like exactly, and that's a big thing for me. Like I just think like philosophically for me, like looking at like you know, just big picture quarterback wise. Like I, I have like kind of three things that I always think about. I'm like, one is like, uh, like fluidity, right? Like I want things to be fluid movements and like feel real, right? Like I, I hate doing those things where you just stand still. Like if you're not moving or doing anything, like how realistic is that? Especially in today's game, right? Like, yeah. you know, you're seeing so many of the new, these things from defenses, you know, they're bringing sim pressures and creepers and all these things that they've got, right? Like you have to have different tools you know, as far as like how to avoid pressure and all that stuff. And then, you know, like variety is another big thing for me. Like we're going to change. And I, I mentioned to you while we were chatting beforehand, like if I had made a drill tape of like actually what we do, like it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be 30 seconds long because 
that's how Bob, like what our everyday drills are, right? Like it would be like three things. It would be done in no time, right? Yeah. Or it's going to be three hours long because I'd have to film everything every day because we change it up almost every day. You know, we're doing, yeah. it might not be a completely different thing, but we're going to add a little variety to stuff, right? So we're constantly doing that. And then the, the last piece would be to me is like, it's got, there's a lot of self-discovery from those kids, right? Like they have to figure out like, okay, if I'm sliding out and I'm going to rip, you know, rip my front foot first and escape the pocket and then throw across my body. Like you have to learn to like feel your body and, right. and, you know, so you know what that, how that feels like when you do it correctly. Right? Like I can't just tell them, Oh, when you do that, you know, you're just, you know, step with your foot, get your weight back here, twist your upper body and throw it. Like that's not going to do them any good. Right. So they have to go out and actually do that. So, and, and part of what I do too is like, especially with miles, our quarterback right now, like I'll go out, you know, as we're doing our warm up, I'll say, Hey, you got anything you want to do today? Like anything specific, you, you know, you feel like you could use some work on, like maybe we see like a team brings, see like a big edge pressure team, right? Okay. Well, we know for instance that week we're going to work on like probably going to have to climb up into the pocket. Right. So we work on that more that week. Um, you know, so I, I think to me, it's really those big three things. Like I said, like fluidity, it's gotta, it's gotta look and feel real and give them variety. So it's constantly changing. And then three that self discovery so that they have that, you know, they can go through and actually feel what it's like. I think to me are the, you know, the big things like at the high school level, because you, you can't, you know, like you said, I'm not, you know, we can't, I can't spend 15 days working with them in the off season or do stuff other than sending them all these tweets and Instagram posts <laughs> that they can, they can watch. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we are limited by hours and time. And um, unlike college, our kids play multiple sports, typically too and that's a whole nother that's one of the things we we encourage at our level is we want them to play as many multiple sports as possible um but kind of continuing with that it it i i care to see how much sprint out do you guys do if at all every, every i mean some schools do a crap ton some do like none how much do you guys mess with um the more the longer and longer i've been coaching the less and less i think i do because for one i, I, I for a couple of reasons one is you're, you're eliminating half the field, right? Like philosophically, like big picture from an offense yeah. perspective to me, like, you know, the flow is all going to go one way. Like our quarterback right now is a pretty good scrambler. He's quick, he's athletic. So if, if you know, if we just drop back and he has to break, contain and move, he has a lot, you know, a lot more space to work with. Um, and then two, like, to me, like, there's not a lot of things you can do out of spring now, you know, they're like, we don't have a lot of carryover. So if we were going to do like run sprint out stuff, it's pretty much going to be its own concept. Like we're not a huge like smash team, for instance, like we don't really run it, but like what's our, one of our sprint outs is smash, right? Yeah. But that's about the only time we ever run it. Um, you know, we do a flood off of it, but that's different than like our normal floods that we run. So not a ton, but I'd say probably last year, I, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 to 15 times we, we called sprint out maybe. Okay. So it's not a ton, but um, every now and then, yeah, it, it depends too situationally or you know what, the team we're seeing, right? How how have you just out of curiosity because everybody's a little different with it? How have you typically taught the f initial footwork and width on that for your quarterback? Yeah, so well, what we teach is like our smash concept, right? Like so, the way we run it off a of sprint out is we run the number one. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of constrict like the formation a little bit when yeah. we run it. Cause our number one is going to run like a quick speed out, yeah. right? Like five yard speed out two is running the corner out. And then depending on formation, if we go the trips, three will run like a whip route, 
And so what we do is we, we, like I always give it, like I said, I mentioned, I teach a lot of drops, right? So we tell the quarterback, like footwork wise, like if I'm going to throw the speed out, like you got to understand that's probably going to be hit like relative to like your feet that they would be in a normal pass drop. Right. So like, are, are we going to open and I, I don't tell them like, Oh, Hey, you have to open at 60 degrees or yeah. 45 degrees or whatever it is. You know, I kind of let them feel that and see what's most efficient for them and how they can get their body position. Right. Um, but I mean, typically like if we're throwing the speed out, like a lot of times that's going to hit pretty quick. You know, you're talking like third, you know, three steps, uh, typically, you know, for our right-handed quarterbacks, you know, they're going to throw off their right foot. So that'd be like a third step. And then the corner usually comes at about the fifth step typically for us. Um, but we don't drill that a ton. Like it's kind of, again, like I said, one of those things that's like a lot more feel. Cause to me, like when, when I got to Franklin, they ran it a lot more than we do now. Cause that, that's when like, kind of like what I would call like inverted flood was like their best place. So they would run like, one on a go, two would be on like a quick arrow, and then three would yeah, be on like a deep out, which is a pretty common sprint out concept, right? And we still use that. Um, but I think with a lot of the coverages that we see now, like, you know, it's not there all the time. You're like, you're not getting that that zone defender where that guy's in a, you know, really in a bind out there anymore because we've started seeing, like I said, we've started to see more of that Iowa State-style defense. Well, they got enough guys out there, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to continue running it as much as we do. But if we see, like, a 4-2-5 team, which we did uh, a, a few times this year, like, yeah, we're going to run smash, sprint out smash at them because I know we can get them in a bind. Especially, we got we caught a huge one once this year. Uh, they, they tried, they rotated weak, took the safety back to the middle, and then had, like, the nickel yeah. try to cover our best receiver, and that wasn't happening, right? So we got, like, a 45-yard touchdown out of that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not, it's not a huge part of what we do, but... Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, so I know, like I mentioned before, keep in mind that uh, the kid that is the quarterback in all of these <laughs> is going to Wisconsin. So he's a you know a Big Ten quarterback. So he's no uh, he's a pretty good player. Um, I have him kind of broken down here by different things. I just right. try to give him a yeah. label. So like we we would talk about like and and I'll sort of explain what I mean by like these terms that are in here, like yeah. the John Wayne drill. Like if you've ever guys have ever seen the Lincoln Riley clinic, that kind of that like leaked out there. I stole that from him. That's a good drill. Um, so this one, first off, like arm slot, this is another thing that we, we teach, right? Like I'm going to teach, we're going to work on doing stuff like running laterally and throwing, you know, like you would say like almost sidearm or underarm, right? Like get the ball out there. Cause it, you know, if you see a defender in your face, yeah. right, you got to get it around him. So this team right here, this is our first game of this past season. Um, Kenosha Bradford, they were, they brought a ton of pressure at us and you can see, so miles is going to, uh, this is a tunnel screen up to the top. Okay. So what we're going to do is he's going to get a quick fake to the running back, but you can see here now he's not even going to move his feet. He's just, cause they're, they're bringing this guy off of the edge and he just kind of, it's, it's kind of hard to see, but That's you can see right. better from the end zone, but he just turns and just flicks its sidearm out there. Right. To get it around that guy. Cause if he had taken the time to totally flip his hips and get around that guy might've been right in his face. Right. So we work on those kinds of things all the time. Um, let's see if it might be better from this angle here. Yep. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So you see, he's not even going to flip his hips. And he, there were some times where <laughs> I would get on his case every now and then because he would just do it to look cool sometimes, I think. <laughs> but, um, but you can see, I mean, this number seven coming through here, just because it's a screen, you know, he had to get it out there. So that's one big thing that we're going to work a ton on um, different arm slots. And I think there's a couple of those in here. Yeah, this is another. So this is an RPO right here. I think we're just running like, like zone lock with hitches on the backside up top. Yeah. Um, 
So he's going to kind of do something similar here. Yep, so just get the ball around that defender coming out. Yep, not great footwork. I think you get kind of tied up with a running back there too, but. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we that's something that we do, and, and we'll work on that both from like a static position like that, as well as you know rolling out both sides, going both directions, going to your right and throwing back across your body, or getting it out, or going to your left and getting the body turned around. And there's some clips of that on here that I can kind of talk about, like kind of some of the cues that we use for that. So here's another. So this is um, we were talking about the the ace empty stuff. Here's like a, a ace empty quads look right here. <laughs> Beautiful code. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's just going to step up in and then and you can see just athletically, like how, you know, this is not like, I didn't teach him that. Like, you know, no. we go over how to climb up in the pocket, but that's just one of those things that, you know, he's really just naturally talented at, but you know, this is something like as far as climbing in the pocket, like these are the type of things that we would spend a lot of time early on in the season working on. So we, we, yeah. we use like three different terms. We would say climb, which is moving up, you know, at the offensive line sliding, which would be moving, you know, laterally in the pocket and then escaping. So then there's a lot of different, you know, variations on those. And it depends, like if you get edge pressure, or middle pressure, or the guys attacking your upfield shoulder, your backfield, or the, your, your back shoulder, that kind of stuff. Um, but this is pretty good. He, so he gets this pressure right up the middle, climbs up in the pocket, and then is able to just escape around the outside for a touchdown. This is a really good, this is probably my favorite one of this. So he's going to get pressure here and climb up and then escape back out here um, down towards the bottom of the screen. So you can see this guy just comes, you know, free off the edge, essentially. He's going to climb up and then escape out. It's a good move by a receiver too. But I mean, that's again, you know, like we can teach this stuff, yeah. but again, with my a kid like Miles, right? Like, you know, he's a, this is when he was a saw, this is his second game in sophomore year. Um, so you can see like a lot of his footwork back then, like on his drops, like he's not, you know, he gets back here and he kind of dances around a little bit, but yeah, a lot of this stuff. And again, you know, thrown across the body, you know, we, we have those, um, I forget what those nets are called. They're the big ones that have like the little target in yeah. the middle of them. You know, they, you can tilt them and all that. So we will put those like down at different spots and we use those every day to throw and do this kind of stuff, you know, rolling out, throw the ball, hit the target so big climb up and then you know the other thing is like that rip you know he you can see he brings the ball through i don't want too far there but let's see so yeah he'll he'll you know rip that from like the back you know here up to come through that's yeah. a big thing that we were especially the younger guys don't have a lot of times that they'll do is they'll like almost like let go of the ball and try to drop one hand <laughs> and that that's an issue because if that guy sticks yeah. his hand out and swats it like that's a problem right so he does a good job ripping the ball through, getting out and throwing on the move. Let's see. Okay, this is just like a mesh route here. So he's just going to climb straight up in the pocket and just dump it off. No, they're just one of those like weird, awkward throws. Yeah. Throws that you don't, you know, like you don't, not something you really, you know, I can't say we ever worked on this one like this, but, you know, I mean, get up in there, escape, get the ball out and let your Division One tight end run with the ball, right? I mean, yeah, usually if you have one of those, Coach, it, it makes you look really good. <laughs> yes. Um, here you go. So some of the d dissociation stuff. So when I talk about that, I'm saying, like, 
again, like rolling to your left and then throwing across your body. So one of the, the cue that we, that I use with this, um, I learned from my buddy, Greg Holcomb, who runs uh, next level QB training out of Chicago is think of it like you're going to wring out like a wet towel. You're going to wring it out, right? You're going to twist it in opposite directions. So what we do is you, you cue the quarterback to like turn. So when you're here, you know, you can see my hips on the screen. So I'm yeah. going to get my, do the same thing, right? Like I want to get my lower body going one way and my upper body the other way to create that torque, you know, and then fling my hips through. Yeah. So that's our big coaching point on, on when we're doing this, where we roll out, especially if you got to go out to your left. So this one isn't as good as there's a, a better one later, but yeah. But again, these are all, you know, this exact throw, we practice this kind of thing almost every day. It might look slightly different than that. Um, but you know, we're going to roll well, part of our warm up is escaping out to your left, escaping out to your right and throwing back across your body. And I move like, I'll move those nets like every couple of throws too. Yeah. So that's never in the same spot. So sometimes they'll roll and it's going to still be a little bit out in front of them. Sometimes it's going to be behind them. Okay. And that way they just get used to that constant variation. Cause you know, just like in a game, you never know, especially if it's like a scramble drill, you're never going to know where that receiver is going to end up being. So you want to get them used to, you know, just uh, like I said before, kind of that self-discovery of feeling it and understanding like, how do I have to, get my weight positioned if I'm throwing it back across my body or, or out to the front. Okay. Here's, here's one. So the drop, so uh, I'm, you know, you started seeing this a lot more in the past couple of years, like Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson. So this is a backpedal drop. So we teach this, uh, like I would tell them, like, if you see a lot a team that's going to bring a lot of pressure or like if they, they kind of give you that sim pressure look where they got like six guys walked up on the line, which these guys, the previous season, did to us quite a bit so we worked on that one a lot so he's just going to catch it and just back pedal out yeah. and especially if you know like for in this case we're just running like the stick concept to the left here right he's going to end up throwing it the number two on the out for the touchdown but when it's going to the left it's really easy to do this right because you just back pedal boom set your foot and throw it and it's out but another one that we work on all the time just to avoid so he's just going to back pedal step plant throw and then Touchdown. So you can see it better from the back here, but he's just going to backpedal. You know, no, you know, nothing crazy. Like it's actually, you know, it's one of those things. Like I think a lot of, you know, coaches tend to kind of lock their guys in like, Oh no, if we're drawing a stick concept, it's like a punch one step. And then, you know, you do your, you know, your little pocket dance that you see so many guys do. Like that's my one to and maybe I shouldn't say this, but like my, my favorite thing to do pregame, whenever we watch the team, I always watch their quarterbacks and I see the first thing they do is that that drill where they drop back and then the kid just sits there holding the ball, like popping his feet and just like doing this. Yeah. Like I, I always say to myself, like, nah, we're going to win this game because our defense is going to pressure the shit out of this kid and he's not going to know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we like, you know, this stuff, like you watch us in pregame, yeah. you'll see Miles doing backpedal drops. We do the, you know, we'll go over the, 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 they call it like the Brady slide, you know, like the Tom Brady thing yes. where he takes the one big step, drags his foot, gets set to work on that because that that's really good for, again, like if you see a team that brings a lot of pressure and you're not sure, like, and it's a more downfield concept at least, like we're going to talk about that one because, hey, like I don't know when the ball is going to come out. Like I might need to be ready, have to be ready to throw it right now or I might be get back there and say, okay, well, no, they dropped all those guys off and now I still have time to sit yeah. there. Right, so we talk, we do that. I don't, I don't have a clip of that one. I don't think in here, but that's another good one. So here, 
So this is actually, um, this is our three birds play. And normally this would be thrown off of like a much bigger drop than this. Okay. Yeah. But you can see the, the pressure comes at him. So you can see them bringing all these guys off the edge here, right? He recognizes it. And again, is able to just set his feet, creates that torque with his hips and disassociates the upper half from the lower half. It's kind of hard to see it, but yeah, you know, he doesn't, not able to get, you know, take a big step into the throw or follow through with it, but gets down. We had a, he fumbles here, but. Good so good throw. job by the quarterback, save, making something out of nothing at that point. Mm -hmm. And th this play right here, th this one, <laughs> this might be my favorite play of all time. So you can see, I just call this a dude play right here. So <laughs> um, th this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, and I'm sure a lot of guys will see this. So what's going to, so he's going to, Break the pocket here now. <laughs> this is not really something we would work on right here. He's going to do like the, the jump, throw it back across your body pass, right? Like mm -hmm. norm, most of the time you'd say, oh, shit, this is going to be an interception. But then what happens here now is the craziest part. So this kid actually catches it, falls down, kicks it up in the air, and the other kid catches the ball, <laughs> which is one of the craziest things I've, I've come across in a long time. But just him, the ability for him to get here, like, again, like as he gets out here, you know, he's able to – you know, maybe more steps. Like we have a drill where we work on actually like, and I stole it from Quincy Avery. It's called uh, break and claim, which is about, you know, you're going to plant, stick that your left foot for a right, you stick your left foot in the ground. She calls the break. And then you're going to claim that momentum with your back foot, step in and throw it, which yeah. is what I would like to see him do here. He takes a few too many little chop steps here, but you know, this is pretty good getting, you know, throwing back across his body like that. And then it pops up in the air and it's caught. I think it's, probably see it on the end zone from through here so good no good pocket escape get out of there <laughs> not not one of those ideal there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the odds of that happening is astronomical yeah yeah i mean just yeah, it kicks it up in the air like and it actually it doesn't hit the ground either which is i thought for sure like they were going to call it like no they're going to wave it off because I was like, did it hit the ground? But it actually, it does hit his foot and pops back up. <laughs> and they called it. They, we got a touchdown out of it. So that was, that was exciting. Um, here's another good escape one here by him. So again, pressure off that front side edge, get out. Yeah. Throw now, when, when you have, when, what do you tell them eyes wise when, when they have to break? I mean, obviously that messes up your progression a little bit for you guys. When you, they have to initially get out of the pocket when they get pressure, where do you, what do you tell them about where their eyes should now focus to and how to deal with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would partially depend on what the concept is. So this right here, let me see. I'm trying to think, remember what play this is here. Because this is out of uh, – yeah, this is like another ace empty. So this is like no tight end wing with trips away from it. Um yeah, like this one here, like, and, and it, like I said, it depends on the concept. But what, I, what I would tell them to do, like, obviously the way that our most of our plays are structured is like, we tend to have, um, you know, like some guys, like if you're an R4 guy, you call like a rhythm route, right? If you're yeah. a, a Dan Gonzalez guy, he calls it uh, an advantage route, right? Like we're more of the Dan Gonzalez school where we have like a deep route and then we come down to like a concept underneath. So I would tell him, like, try to find that defender, you know, like, let's say it's a flood concept like just just like yeah. a run-of-the-mill sale concept right like we're gonna have 
number one is running a post or a go, right? Depending on the coverage that you're seeing. Then two is running the sail route. Three is running to the flat. You know, so what we would tell him to do is like right now, like if I got a break contain, like I know like that post, unless he's able to come back all the way, you know, around into the scramble drill, like that's probably out. But we would immediately like get our eyes to that defender that's sort of like the, you know, technically the conflict guy in the, in a in a flood concept and see what he did. Like so, if he, you know, if he if he comes up, like all right, you should have the deep out route, right? Or if he he yeah. stayed back dump it off or run it because typically that's just the structure and the way things work for us. Let's see. Yeah. And this is the game that I mentioned earlier right here where he, he threw the two picks in the first quarter, the two pick sixes in the first. So that's the thing is this kid, his first ever career start through two pick sixes in the first quarter. So it's another one able to get around here and throw back across the body turns into a touchdown. Okay. But I see it better from this angle here. But again, it's that, you know, like I talked about that ringing the towel out, right? Like create that torque with your, by twisting your lower and your upper half and your lower half. That's another one from the same game. So this one, again, he sees pressure. This is not like, it looks like this is a sprint out. It's actually not. He just recognized the pressure. The, you know, two guys coming here off the backside gets out of there. And again, is able to flip his hips all the way around and throw it all the way to the other hash almost. Yeah. Which is another one, you know, something we would work on quite a bit. This one, he obviously, you know, like you can tell he flips his hips around just because of the angle of that one. But Okay, here you go. So the, the John Wayne drill. So I, like I said, I stole this one from Lincoln Riley. I saw it on like his clinic that he uses. And what, what he does on the clinic is, you know, you, you have your big pop-up dummy, right? Yeah. Okay, so what he does is he'll have the quarterback stand there, snap on the ball, and then, you know, you have a target or targets that you throw to. We typically have two, the other two quarterbacks standing down there. And what I do is I stand there with a pop-up dummy. And, and what I use it for mostly is for him to get used to uh, one of two things, right? Depend like either a not being able to step into your throw, right? So you have to create again, create that torque from the twist, right? So you don't have the ability to open, you know, that front leg, or we like, go after him from the back leg so that he can't bring the back leg through because we're not big on. I'm not big on like the whole, you know, bring your back leg all the way through type thing. Like we, we try to keep our back foot in the ground um, as much as possible. So this is a good look at. You know, he gets pressure right in his face and he's not able to step into into the throw. Might be easier to see from the, the view here. They can see so our left guard gets his butt kicked here. He can't really, you know, he's not able to follow through with his feet. Yeah. They get it out now. Yeah, so you can see the back leg doesn't really come through at all there. Still able to complete it. I think there's one more all from the same. A lot of these are from the same games. You can tell just we have a few teams that either we see one of two things. Usually we're going to see teams that want to play coverage or, or they want to pressure. Like we don't see a lot of like the gray area in the middle. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, like you know, another one, kind of the exact same, exact same idea here. So this one, he has a little more time back there, but. You can see that he's not able to, you know, by the time he throws it, 
these guys are kind of right in his lap. You can see that back foot, you know, is still in the ground there, right yeah. here. So that's a good drill. And I know like if you, I don't, I don't remember where I saw that video. I think I probably like used like a, one of those things to like illegally download it, but <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's something that's like publicly available or if that yeah. was like behind a paywall or not, but um, I know it's out there at least. Um, and that's a good drill for that stuff. There are guys, this is probably one of the drills. There you go. That's a pretty good. Look at it. Actually, you can see that back leg really still in the ground through a lot of the throw here. Yeah. He's able to take that shot. And then, and the other nice thing about that too, is that drill is it, it gets them used to like pressure in your face as you're about to throw. Right. Cause I, I I'm not, I'm not going to like hit the shit out of them with the pop-up dummy. Right. But, you know, sometimes like I'll, I'll like bring it and I'll twist it and like I'll throw it around. Like, so it spins around and like hits them right in the front leg and that kind of stuff. So they just have to get used to like, you know, and I tell them like, don't let the pressure phase you just throw the ball, man. Yeah. You know, don't worry about like, it's football. You're going to get hit. <laughs> Right. Like that's the thing with a lot of quarterbacks, especially the young ones, you know, they don't want, you know, they're going to do that instead of that. They're going to like fall off and try to throw it. And it's like, just stand in there, man. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to be all right. Like it's football. I think I got like a couple more here. You're good. It's good stuff. I think it's going to be another rolling out to his left here. Yep. Takes a shot as he throws that one. So this team was pretty good too. Fond du Lac. They were, I think they were like previously i think the season before a state semifinalist. they actually knocked off like kimberly kimberly wisconsin they had like a 70 game win streak or something and this is the team that beat them so again kind of the same idea get that upper body torqued and then throw it coming across let's see here's another oh this is back to the top so that's it Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the thing, like I said, you know, there's a ton of stuff, like, I think like drill wise, as far as like working on this stuff, like you're really just limited by like, you know, your creativity. Like I doubt, like if you were to come to our practice and like spend a week with us, aside from like our warm up and maybe the, the, that John Wayne drill, right. That one we do once a week, we do that on Wednesdays. That's just, that's like a yeah. thing we do. Right. But other than that, like our indie time is probably going to be different just about every single day. You know, we're working on someday we'll work on, uh, we're just going to work on, uh, you know, step up and eject back out, you know, like the reverse out. And then we're going to work on that with having, you know, and, and a lot of time what I'll do is we take those two nets, you know, and I'll put them off and then like, I'll have one of the quarterbacks stand in the middle. And then as the guy that's playing quarterback ro rolls out, I have him like, you know, in the middle, and I tell him, you got to pick one and run to it. So then the quarterback has to make a decision in the drill, too. So that's another big thing that we do is, you know, like to me, there's like, and I stole this, I wrote it down because I, I know I never remember it, but it has to have a decision, a distraction, or there has to be pressure in the drill. I think I got that from Will Hewlett was one, but, you know, so it's never very rarely are we just going to sit there and say, okay, well, just drop back and throw it at the net. You know, like that's that doesn't do you a whole lot of good, I think, once you get to you know, game-like situations. Yeah. So there's a million different drills, you know, <laughs> you can do. And just, like I said, I'll, I'll even times like ask the kids, Hey, what do you guys want to do? You got, you got ideas, something that you see or something you need to need to work on. And a lot of times like miles is really good about it. Um, but you know, he's kind of on the, you know, wanting to get that much better and doing all that stuff. Or sometimes the younger guys are like, oh, I don't know. So 
Now, but yeah, it, it's it's cool. Now, how much do you since he's been in your system long enough at this point, and he he's pretty fairly well developed. How much do you use him to help you develop the younger guys? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, so especially in warmups, right? When we're doing like you know those few everyday drills that we go through, I always have. And for a while, what I was doing is like I'd make him. I, I would throw with him for a while, and then after a while, I was like, "This is stupid. Why am I doing this?" Like, because part of it was I wanted to be next to the one kid that I thought needed the most work. So, like, I'm right here. You know, he's five yards in front of me playing catch with a different guy or getting warmed up. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm like, Miles, you you guys switch down there. Like, you throw with him, and then Miles, I want you to correct him and tell him what to do, and then I can do this other kid. So yeah, he he is really good at yeah. you know and. and doing a lot of that stuff. And as far as like the footwork stuff goes and these things like throwing across the body and those disassociation throws, he's really good at, you know, explaining kind of like to those guys, like, like here's kind of how I have my weights, you know? And, and I remember seeing like at some point, like uh, Aaron Rodgers talk about like, that was the, like one of the best things he ever did was watching Brett Favre do all that stuff. You know, when he was still the backup for the Packers and it's kind of the same thing, except my, I don't, you know, everybody talks about how far Rogers didn't get it wrong, but Miles is really good at, you know, sharing that stuff and saying, okay, here's how I position my body and here's how I use my feet and where I bring the ball yeah. to and all that stuff. So that that's helped a ton with the development of those younger guys. And I think that's a big part of why, you know, as a program, like we've always, like, we haven't really ever had like back-to-back guys that have been really good, but we, it's like almost every other. Right. So then I think that, that, effect has trickled down over the years you know like we have one like sean mcguire who played for us back in like 2013 he he's playing for like winnipeg in the cfl right now yeah. right like so he's still playing um we had another kid max alba who is a first team all-state kid he pitches for the university of north carolina so they've all done this and like you know if you ask miles like miles where'd you learn half this stuff from he'd say from from max and if you ask max he'd say oh from sean right so our, our guys have always been really good about that about like kind of passing stuff down good um and, and there's never been like you know, like obviously miles is not worried about somebody beating him off for the job so he's not afraid to like tell him tell those guys <laughs> what to do or you know how to help them so that's a benefit yeah but yeah he's awesome and I, i'm yeah it's gonna be it'll be a, a good year with him i'm sadly sad to see him go but <laughs> oh I, I get you there coach when you lose those good ones it, it's kind of it's difficult yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. well well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on. Um, coaches, make sure you, his Twitter uh, his Twitter handle will be below, so you can give him a follow. Uh, coach is up to like fourteen hundred. Give him some more. Coach is doing <laughs> yeah. seriously. Seriously, Coach does some good stuff. Um, the um, not only will the uh, all the clinics he does for the Wisconsin for Wisconsin's Coach Association be um, in the bio. Um, but it's also on his Twitter. So if, if you follow him on Twitter, you can also get access to it that way. Uh, click on the football tools chest, which you should have seen on a prior video when we had uh, Coach Swift on. Uh, he did his clinic. That link's in there as well. Um, so make sure you, you handle that and reach out to them. And Coach does some good stuff. Um, if you want bonus content, obviously sign up to the Patreon. Uh, see our affiliates and their links below. Um, and then also, as always, give a like and a share to this video so people can find this and we can continue to spread knowledge to coaches uh, throughout the country and throughout the world. Um, thank you again, and this is, was an episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.